How's it going, everybody? Lucas Halton here from Hockey Thoughtsy Podcast. For episode number 20, I had on the Showbound Podcast co-host, Michael Raskin. Michael told me about the roots of podcasting, what it's like being the general manager at Brock University Hockey, and lots more. Sit back, relax, grab the popcorn, and enjoy episode number 20. How's it going, everybody? My name is Lucas Halton here from Hockey Thoughtsy Podcast. And today, I'm proud to have on Michael Raskin, the co-host of Showbound Podcast and the assistant general manager of Brock Badger's men's hockey. How's it going today? It's good. I mean, like I was telling you, just battling some uh, some Greek food that's not sitting right right now. <laughs> yeah, too much. Sure. The, the Greeks always, uh, they go big. So I just ordered some yeah. food, like one plate, and it was this massive monster plate they sent me so probably should have taken my time eating that thing but here we are yeah for sure so getting into it why did you want to get into podcasting oh man i mean i guess the the origin story i was just kind of chilling at home it was when ontario was in the first major lockdown for covid there and yeah absolutely nothing to do wanted to just kind of fill some time and between myself and ethan cardwell my co-host uh we had a lot of connections in the hockey world. So we figured it'd be a cool way to kind of get friends and like share their stories and meet new people, share their stories and just kind of have some fun, see if we can make a little pocket change. And, and uh, I don't know, I, I don't know if we, we thought it would continue into what it is now, but uh, obviously that was kind of like the goal at the time and we're happy to keep it growing. Now, how did you and Ethan meet to create the podcast? Yeah. So I was working for the Barry Colts the year, his first year there when he was traded. And uh, we yeah. just met there when I was working and he was playing and uh, became good friends from there. And, and that was pretty much it. When COVID shut down the season, we kept in touch and, and went from there. Now, how do you do your preparation for an episode? Uh, generally, I mean, it depends who the guest is really. Like if it's someone we don't know, I'll first just kind of Google their name, see if there's any news articles with anything interesting and, and read that. I mean, generally go through elite prospects and hockey DB sort of stuff yeah. and take notes on their career. Uh, check the Instagram, see if they, they like to be funny or, or oh, yeah. like that. And um, we ask for fan questions on the social media. So between that stuff, I kind of put together a little outline of what their career is. And then we, we know what they're up to and any additional things. And, we just kind of ask whatever we want to know based on their career path, really. Now, do you think you had a favorite episode so far? I get asked this one a lot, and uh, I I have had a favorite episode, but I don't want to sh- I don't want to share it. Like it's uh, yeah, there, there's been a lot of good ones. I'll say that the second episode with Cole Perfetti we did, which was episode twenty one, um, has definitely had the best feedback. Yeah. Uh, and it was, it was very fun to do very conversational and he had a, had a lot going on in his life at that point to talk about. So, um, that one's definitely up there, but there's, there's been a lot of good ones, but, uh, I don't, I don't want to say a specific one other than that. Yeah. So I know you guys did a mic'd up golfing with, um, Perfetti and Tippett. Want to tell us a bit about that? Yeah. I mean, we, it, it didn't go exactly as well as we had hoped, um, I had kind of taken on the editing role and and we had some interns for camera guys and yeah, we kind of learned if we're going to do it again, which we think we will, we'll, we'll do it right and pay for proper equipment and, and camera operators and editors and stuff. But yeah, we, we got all mic'd up. We had four camera guys and played on the, uh, the Oshawa golf and country club or Go- Oshawa golf and curling club. 
and uh, it was beautiful. And we just we just played around, and I don't know if you saw the video, but the thing went to like yeah, four overtime yeah. holes. It was it was an unbelievable ending, yeah. and I could have easily won the game, and I just ruined a putt. The putt off, <laughs> and uh, it just kept going. So it was interesting. Like they were trying to blow us off the course because of the weather, and we were ignoring like the horn, and it was pouring rain. <laughs> the yeah. whole thing was a bit of a disaster, but it, it was really fun. And getting to golf with those two guys was a great experience, and honestly, two really nice people, and they're both in the NHL now doing well. So it, it was pretty cool. Yeah, for short, what have you learned most since getting into podcasting? Oh, well, that's a good question. I mean, I, I, I'd probably say <laughs> this kind of sounds bad, but how hard it is sometimes to deal with, with professional hockey players. I mean, no, 100% agree. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they, they'll say one thing and then they'll start ignoring you and you'll set a time and they won't show up. I mean, and it, it doesn't happen frequently, but when it does, it's, it's pretty tough and um, you know, sometimes you have to be on guys to remind them. And, uh, so maybe that kind of time management is a big lesson in how to manage other people's time. Really. You, you got to take care of yourself and other people. So I'd say, uh, that's sort of the big lesson. Oh yeah, for sure. On one episode, um, I was really, I'm really good friends with this one guy. Um, he plays in the OHL. I was texting maybe like 15 times. I, I was thinking this is the easiest guy to get. I had set like six different dates and he finally got it done, but just like, I'm trying to get more interviews, just professional hockey players. Do you understand that they're busy? You just hope they'll make up time for, to respond to you or interviews. Yeah, definitely. No, it can be a challenge, but uh, it's good to never get kind of deterred. If you don't get responses or if people back out, like don't let it get to you, you know, just you'll, you'll find someone you'll keep grinding away and, and it always works out. And on the con of that side, um, what has been the biggest struggle? Biggest struggle? Uh, I'd, I'd almost say it's pretty similar. Like getting guests every week. We do weekly episodes can sometimes be a struggle. Often, you know, it's, it's easy. You know, some weeks you'll have three guys that want to come on and we'll bang those out. And then sometimes it'll be like a last minute trying to scramble to find someone type of thing. So yeah. um, I'd say, and on top of that, my very busy schedule and Cardsy's very busy schedule. Plus you have to accommodate for the player. We're interviewing their busy schedule. So, you know, having three, like two co-hosts instead of, you know, you, you are just yourself and um, you have to manage for a lot of different people's time. So uh, yeah, I'd say uh, just finding guests could be, could be a challenge. What numbers have you got out from your podcast, like streams and downloads? Uh, we about two weeks ago or three weeks ago, we, past 4 million total downloads from the start. Um, wow. Yeah. And uh, I think it averages out across all the episodes to like 68 or 67,000 per episode, but some episodes are bigger. Like our biggest one is around 300,000 views. And then we have some with like 10,000 views, you know? So, but I think they average out around like 70. Uh, but really, you know, it depends on the time of year depends on who the guest is if they share it how clips do i don't know if you do you post clips on tiktok do you ever do that yeah yeah, yeah. i got the so, ideas from you guys actually okay so, so you might back, notice like yeah. if a tiktok pops off then all of a sudden your views go up and um so you know there's a lot of factors that kind of kind of affect the views and i find tiktok i tell everybody you got to put your clips or do something on tiktok because yeah, yeah. it's so easy to get views on that compared to any other platform and you can do well for yourself it's free marketing Oh, no, I agree. Honestly, this is a true story. I stole it off you guys getting the idea. So my all my videos are audio, but I was like, I need 
download the video clips and at least edit them so people go and listen to it. So I was just scrolling on TikTok one day. And as you're saying, Showbound podcast popped up and I was like, I'm going to do this the same. Then the next day I went out and I put it on. But the amount of marketing that goes into podcasting is crazy. Like for you, I see you got some sponsorships. Um, Axel Manscaped, want to tell us a little bit about, about that? Yeah, so I mean, one of the goals early, not to sound selfish or anything, was that we wanted to make a bit of money. And we knew with the guests we had, we'd be able to get like pull some views. So um, I kind of took on the role of the business manager and, and dealing with sponsors and doing that sort of stuff. So it's been good. We've had good sponsors reach out and we haven't had to do much selling. Um, it's really just, they've kind of fallen towards us, but it, it's not all that easy. I mean, the Manscaped one, for example, they, they need us to sell stuff for them. Um, like yeah. when we do our ads for them, they tell us every month how much we've sold and we go on a three month contract and it renews or cancels every three months. So by the end of the three months, they're like, you know, we've paid you this much. You've sold us this much. We're going to go forward. We're, we're not going to go forward. So like twice now they've canceled the thing because we haven't sold the amount that they're paying us. And then they restart and we continue a bit. And, you know, it's so they're a little bit more cutthroat in the sense like they need dollars back right away yeah, they're tricky Whereas the other ones are more yeah. like okay we're okay to lose money on you but we're getting better brand recognition that sort of stuff um so it's interesting the business side it's important and uh, it can be a bit of a headache especially when there's a lot of other stuff going on but um you know with any with any business which we consider the podcast to be um it's important to manage the financials and make sure we're at least getting some value out of the time we're putting in now with podcasts, there's so much competition and you kind of need to think outside the box. You saw you and Kerti um, did a vlog there going to Maple Leafs games. What are kind of some things to get to go outside the box and share your ideas? Um, what kind of things are people going to see with Showbound Podcast? Yeah, I mean, it, it is important to change it up. Like you said, there's a lot of uh, podcasts and a lot of competition. So I mean, with the vlog, that's something we, we're going to do some more of. Just We wanted to grow the YouTube audience, actually. That's where that came from because we have a, a heavy audio-based uh, listenership but not a lot of YouTube uh, viewers. And uh, so we want to do more than just podcasts. We're going to post maybe some highlights of Cardsy or whatever we might do more vlogs. So I think it's important for any podcaster. And um, like you just got to sit down and think, like, where do you want to grow? So one thing uh, for you maybe is do you want your podcast to be the entirely interview based or do you want to add a segment where you start talking a little yeah. more and, and the fans get to know who you are and then you can build your own brand and transition into the next thing that um, they become fans of you instead of just fans of your show. Right. So um, there's a lot to think about, but yeah, you, you definitely want to do a couple of things that are different and we're not original necessarily. Like, you know, we're not the first people to do vlogs. We're not the first people yeah. to do the golf thing, but you know, when other people are having success, you kind of have to look at what they're doing and say, hey, can I do this? Maybe I should try it. And the more you try and, and fail, even the, the better you'll be because you'll learn. Just like the golf video for us, I, we considered yeah. a failure. It was a lot of fun, um, but we were expecting big views and a lot of ad money. And we had a sponsor for it, Flight Golf, who contributed a lot of money. And we felt that we let them down a bit too. Um, so, you know, we learned for the next one and we know what to do. So, it's a lot of trial and error, just like anything in life, I think. Now, goal setting. Um, you, you and Kerti set goals for episodes. 
And what do um, you do if you or you if you guys do? I'm trying to think. Like we don't set view goals really. At the beginning, we did. We've kind of learned to stop caring about the numbers because uh, we we got pretty caught up in it. It was like, yeah, how many views did we get the first day? How many are we getting the second day? How many did we get this weekend? At the end of the day, we're like, okay, we're making a little bit of money, like not a lot, but enough money to make it worth it for us. Um, we're having fun. It's not a crazy time commitment. So let's just kind of stop thinking about the views and yeah. enjoy it. So that's kind of what we we started to do lately. And it, we don't overthink it. And we just, you know, we talk for the hour, whatever, and, and just enjoy it now. So you guys have quite a social media uh, following. How do you, do you kind of manage that to make sure it's kept up to date? Yeah, I take care of the the social media and that sort of stuff. And, you know, Cardsy will go through the messages as well and, and respond to fans and stuff. Really. When we uh, like agreed on the idea sort of thing, I, I told him, look, you know, you got to focus on at the time getting drafted to the NHL, which he has been now. And now he has to focus on getting signed in the NHL. And I said, you, you do that, hop on the podcast and chat for the hour. And, and I don't want this to be a huge time commitment for you. So the kind of the back end stuff I take care of, but he's a cards. He's a smart business guy and he likes to be involved on the business end, which I appreciate. So, you know, he's always sharing his ideas and thoughts and, and helping out on the business calls and, um, although he's busy, he, do, he makes a really good effort. And, and when he can, he's always helping out with, with the, the other stuff. So he's been fantastic for that, but yeah, I, I take care of the social media and the editing and that sort of stuff. Well, yeah, that segments into my next question. Um, the listeners can already tell you're a smart guy. And at age 23, you're the GM for Brock university hockey. Where do you see yourself going in the future with this profession? Yeah, it's a, it's a good question. It's kind of changed a lot this year. And actually, this is my fifth year as the general manager of the team. Um, so when I got the job, I was 18. And the youngest guy on the team was 21. And I found like no one was really listening to me because I was just a kid, right? They were older than me. They were better at hockey than me. So I had to learn a lot. Um, and one of the things I've learned was stability in hockey, I guess you could say. And, and not to use your dad in a negative example, but you know, when you're a GM of a hockey team, you have to move your family, you know, you, you know, one's safe in a job, right? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. you said, you've had to move around. And that's one of the things that I recently kind of figured I, I don't think I want to do. It was always for me pushing to make, make it to the NHL. Um, but when I look at the the job with Brock university, the university job is one of the rare kind of stable jobs. There is university yeah. coaches and managers don't get fired frequently. That's uh, true. Yeah. You get, you get good benefits working for university. Like your kids get to go to school for free. So, you know, only until this year, I, I realized like I might, I might not want to chase that NHL dream and kind of settle into something as, like, I just want to work in high level hockey. That's what it comes down to and have a stable career. Um, so I don't know really what the answer is right now, but I like where I'm at. And, uh, not to say that I wouldn't go to the NHL. Like if I ever got an yeah, NHL yeah. offer, I would take it. No doubt. But it would. Um, yeah. yeah. It's uh, you know, I I've worked for two OHL teams now too. I've, I've, I was a scout for the Niagara ice dogs and then I worked for the Barry Colts on the, on the yeah. business side. And I don't know, um, how, you know, it, it's, it's tough to move around a lot. That's, that's ultimately what it comes down to, but I'm definitely uh, interested in, in pursuing higher levels. It just comes down to, you know, a little bit of stability for me. No, yeah, that that's true. Like you're 23, I'm 14. There's still lots of time left. So what yeah. you're gonna learn, and I know that from my dad, um, you you just kind of learn to follow the process. And for you, you're gonna have lots of different things. So maybe you will end up in the NHL or just the opportunities that kind of rise. 
then like you need to jump on it. Then I kind of find that similar to my podcast. Like, for example, tonight I'm going on a podcast with the podcast just staring out like I'm going to be the first episode. But just touching on that, you need to jump on every opportunity you can get. And for you growing like with the podcast, do you kind of find that that you just need to follow every opportunity that's there? Exactly. And actually, I want to ask a question to you. So what what do you uh, what's kind of your dream job right now? Where do you see yourself in like 10, 20 years? Sports broadcaster and or TSN, yep, NHL. So actually kind of going more detailed into that. I'm already broadcasting um like triple A games for like my age, but I'm getting paid for those. So George Matthews, I'm not sure if you know who he is, but he's former radio guy with Columbus Blue Jackets, and he's now with my dad's team, the Charlton Islanders, and he's kind of like a role mentor for me. So I want to follow follow his path. So I go to games, I sit in the press box, and all I do, I'm probably more focused on George than the game. Because I find that with learning from him will help me in the future. He's such an inspirational guy. Uh, the voice. So one thing he taught me, I showed a first game with him. He pulls out a suitcase. He got he three different binders. The most prepared guy you'll ever see. Has one with every single stat you can think of. Like how many times um, the player got traded in his career than offsides or just the crazy statistics. But he told me when he was in the NHL, before every single game, he'd read it over. So for me going forward, I'm going to look back at George and say, what did I learn from him? So I'm trying to help that take me towards the future to set myself up for success. Yeah, that's awesome, man. It's good to have a, a mentor. And it's funny, actually, I, I don't want to be a broadcaster, but I was lucky enough to broadcast once on uh, Sportsnet Radio yeah. nationally, the uh, Memorial Cup when it was in Regina, the 100th Mem Cup. So oh, I, okay, I got yeah. that one broadcasting experience. It was really fun. My dad is or was a broadcaster, um, and he did junior stuff for Sportsnet, like the World Juniors and the Mem Cup and all that. And So I got to watch him do that, and I'll, I'll tell you, he loved his job and, um, you know, had an awesome life and stuff, and it like really enjoyed it. So I think for you to have those goals and already be podcasting and, and have the access to, you know, the press box and George and stuff, I think, you know, you have a bright future ahead of you there for sure. Well, thank you. And going forward and what you kind of learned with your dad and he probably tells you it turns in from a, your hobby job term. Well, your dream job is your hobby job, but you still need a side job is what you're probably right now. Then, you know, you made it when your hobby job turns into your, your current job. That's for my dad. Like he was selling um, cardboard cutouts and he printers just making $5,000 a year. Then you need that side job for, so for you and you're trying to build off the podcast, what you're going to learn. And I'm going to ask you like, what have you kind of found um, like with the process? What do you think you kind of like learned most about like, taking the risks because you have to invest that money, but knowing that you'll get it back. Yeah. I mean, the risk really for the podcast is it's a big time commitment that I'm taking away from, from other things. And um, now I don't know if the podcast will be one day, like a, a career job. It's pretty unlikely. I'd say if it does happen then that'd be fantastic, but um, it's led me into other opportunities. And I think 
with you two pursuing it, it, it will as well. Like I can't really talk about it yet, but I'm potentially on the verge of uh, getting a big job with another company that would yeah. not have known who I was if it weren't for the podcast. And uh, this would be like a big one for me and a, like a real career type of breaker. Um, so, you know, you put in the risk, you take, take the time and invest in yourself in the podcast and good things happen. So I think it's a big lesson. You know, you gotta, you don't know what's going to happen because you're opening a door for yourself having your own podcast. Right. And you don't know who's listening really. And, uh, if you keep it going for as long as you can, it's, it's almost certain that something good will come from it. I, I guarantee you that. Yeah, for sure. And wrapping up here, but one of my last questions, diving back into Brock Badger's I was thinking today I did some background research. So the former coach of the Colts went over to Brock. Is that kind of how the opportunity came to life for you? Yeah. So it was like, uh, and now he's back with the Colts now. Um, Oh yeah. So when I was 16, I got a scouting internship with the Niagara ice dogs in the OHL. And he was the general manager of the team who took me on. And uh, he was a general manager and coach of the ice dogs at the time. And then, he, uh, things didn't work out for him in Niagara and I was going to Brock university the next year where he ended up getting the coaching job. Cause the, the Brock coach had been fired that year. And he told me, he's like, you know, leave the ice dogs as a scout and come here and be the general manager in my head. I'm like, okay, general manager scout. So clearly yeah. general manager is a no brainer. So I, I went and did that. And, um, then he took on a consulting job in Barry where he used to coach before he coached in Niagara and took me in to Barry with him there. Well, I, we both stayed on with Brock as well. Um, and then now he's back full-time as the GM and coach of Barry and I'm back at Brock, (laughs) but I mean, yeah, like Barry's great and he's great. So his name is Marty Williamson. He's, he's my mentor and he's been with me since I got my start in hockey. And, um, and yeah, so like I said, it's important to have a mentor because he's taught me everything I know and, and connections as well, who can, you know, help you out. Yeah. Well, that's what I was going to touch on. Like, asking you where do you think you would be if you didn't have someone like Marty because that's for me like George like where would you be it's funny and um like all credit to Marty because he's done everything for me but I truly think I would be right where I am now not necessarily the general manager of the Brock team or anything like that but I would be in a high level of hockey in some capacity I think with or without him I would have found my way there but I'll say with him it got me there a lot quicker and he taught me a lot more than I would have without him. I guarantee that, but I do think how hungry I am and, uh, and how badly I wanted and and the lessons I've learned and people, I know I would have found my way in one way or the other. Yeah, for sure. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Of course. Thanks for having me on and best of luck with the podcast. Awesome. Thank you. And that was episode number 20, double digits. It sure feels well. Thank you all so much for listening. Michael, thank you for coming on. Hockey Thoughtsy, let's go places. Sponsors, hit me up. If you want to sponsor me, my email is lukesalton at gmail.com. Signing off for now. Stay safe, everyone.